0: Hey everybody and thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the Ro- Rogers Roundtable. Uh, I am uh, Calvin Rogers, joined once again by Selden. And we're excited tonight we have uh, Uncle John on the show to join us. So we'd like to thank you Uncle John for coming on. Well you're
1: welcome. I'm glad, uh, glad you asked me to join you. Yeah,
0: first uh, First guest on the show. First guest. So we're going to try to get as many family members as we can. Uh, to come on and uh hopefully this will entice a few people to come on
2: yeah
1: well i hope i don't set the bar too high <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so uh first thing i guess is uh i'm going to share a, a memory that we have i guess selden and i both um of you uh i don't know how long ago this was probably at least 10 years ago.
3: Yeah, it was a while. I mean, you I didn't were, even remember it until you brought it up yeah. the other night.
0: Okay. You had invited us to come over to your house to watch. You had a uh, Sunday ticket. And, you know, we didn't have that. We didn't, I mean, you, you get whatever local game you get, essentially. Okay, right? okay, yep. And so we go over there. You know, here we are. You know, we're living the life, right? Four four uh, games going on at once. Right, uh, you obviously are a Redskins fan, uh, Dolphins. I'm a Dolphins fan. Sal's a Browns fan. Right. Um, and then, you know, we're just sitting there like, man, this is just this is just the greatest thing. And then you come out with some sliders. <laughs> you made sliders for for everybody that came right. over. Right. I don't know. I was just thinking like, man, that was. I mean, we were young. You made yeah. it up
1: to Elmira. You were yeah. the, you were in the city. We were in the city, and you were watching four <laughs> football games at
0: once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, that yeah. was just something I thought would be nice to share um when we got started off. So. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. I guess you're going to Yeah.
3: So, let's just start out by um you telling us where you rank in the 13 children. Where you're at. I am number 8.
1: Number 8. Number 8. Yeah. So, pretty close to the middle. Right in the middle. Right in
3: the middle. You know about yeah.
1: middle children, they need attention. Right. Word.
3: That's me.
0: And me. And both both of us, right in the middle. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yep. So I guess this trio was a good thing,
0: starting out. All of us need attention. Wasn't even planned.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about your family, wife, kids, all
1: that. Uh, My wife, Karen, next May we'll be together 37 years. (laughs) And uh, two children, Daniel 33, Emily is 31, Hmm. and uh, Emily has two boys, Jack and Ethan, and Daniel has a son, Leo, and one on the way, we're excited about that, Hmm. big grandparents for the fourth time, Hmm. four Um, grandkids, yep, we're having a good time with them, it's always Hmm. a fun time, Uh, you know, they're getting excited about Christmas, and they're, uh, yeah. So, Emily uh, and we're we're very fortunate with the spouses that they are with. Uh, couldn't ask for two nicer people to be with our children. So, I mean, Karen and I are very fortunate and very happy.
3: Yeah. So, what would you get them for Christmas? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. They won't be listening to it. The little kids, they won't be listening to oh, it. Oh, the little so. kids. Yeah. Um,
1: the grandkids. The grandkids.
0: Are they pretty spoiled or?
1: No, it, it, well, the it was requested. We, we didn't get them a whole lot. Hmm. So I only think we got them a present or two. Right. And it's, you know, man, Selden, you put me on the spot. I'm not even sure what <laughs> we got them, but I'm sure it's going to be good. We'll
0: have to get Aunt Karen on the line here. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. I phone a friend? <laughs> uh, all right. Well,
3: moving on. Um,. So, you know, we, we obviously are hoping to get as many siblings on as we can. Um, and, you know, all these questions, we'll obviously be hoping to get different viewpoints on. So how would you describe your parents?
1: Describe my parents? Yep. Yeah. Well, I would say my dad was very detail-oriented, and I believe I get that from him. Uh, whatever he was working on, whether it was a loop rug or a bottle rocket or a airplane everything was smooth and tight and measured and i mean he worked in an industry where uh things were to the thousands of an inch or hundreds of an inch very detailed Um,
0: what did he where did where did he work
1: he was a machinist that's
0: right yeah
1: uh down in new jersey he worked in uh muller mixer made cement mixers and he also worked in the radio shop at night um then when we moved to troy he worked in uh pen troy so he's always been in the machine industry and uh, yeah mom mom was raising 13 kids so she was uh she was pretty busy doing laundry and mm-hmm. cleaning the house and i mean we always had a clean house we always had You know, all the lunch bags were all lined up with our name on it. Our clothes were always clean and put away. Um, You know, she would, uh, she never had a problem talking to strangers. And I think some of us that do reach out or can reach out to people got that from mom. And some didn't. You know, there's some siblings that, you know.
0: More outgoing than others. More
1: outgoing than others yeah and I will mention right now uh, a good friend of mine Clint Kuiper, that I got to know when we moved up here um He was very outgoing very uh worked in the worked in sales you know customer service at the shoe store when I knew him growing up and uh he was always hey how you doing and so and I kind of took a little bit from him too growing Man. up and that's fifty years ago that we met. We met him so
3: yeah. yeah yeah you seem like one of the more outgoing aunts and uncles that we have you know compared to compared to some of the other ones yeah
1: you might so, walk away with your eyes open but yeah. at least you know where i'm at you know, <laughs> you know what i was thinking
2: yeah.
3: Right. yeah yeah um so you know christmas right around the corner what is it six days now stay the 19 yeah something like that six days so what's uh what's a favorite either christmas tradition or just you know tradition in general that you have of growing up
1: uh tradition was always a christmas eve the tree would go up Hmm. and that was the big day um usually went out and bought one somewhere stuck it in a bucket of coal out on the porch with water in it to hold it up and uh brought it in Christmas Eve and that's when it got decorated dad would you know each light would be wound around the branches and and, you know he took his time and we all waited till he got done putting that last string of light on and Mm. then we could decorate but uh, and then we'd always have a Christmas Eve party but Mm -hmm. tree would go up Christmas Eve day yeah and be up for about two weeks (laughs) then we would come
3: down do you still do that now or
0: no
1: nope we have yeah. a fake tree. It goes up. Yeah, now it's like the, the first of December. Yeah, and uh, it comes down. <clears throat> day after. I'm Christmas. lucky if it's up Christmas night still. <laughs> Karen likes to get things back to. Yeah. So the day after Christmas or so. Of course, the kids they're they're off uh, the week of Christmas to right. New Year's, so she has yeah. time to take stuff back.
0: Do you have family that comes over and decorates her, or just you and Aunt Karen?
1: No, the tree is pre-lit. <laughs> Thank the Lord, dear, So. <laughs> don't have to worry about that there's three sections (laughs) they plug in and i get out of the way get the boxes upstairs karen decorates and yeah then she calls me back in to put the beads around at the end the wooden the the string of wooden beads about five or six of them
0: yeah uh uh i mean obviously we're both part of a larger family and dinner can be a little you know you get that many people around dinner can be kind of crazy what, do you have any? Yeah, it was very, very was it?
1: structured. Dinner was very structured at our house. Like I say, lunchtime, uh, uh, school year, you had the bags lined up with the name on them, and you know you took a few cents for milk when you got to school. But everything was in that bag where you grabbed the sandwich out of the fridge in the morning. But mom always had the bags ready. Uh, dinner time was, you had a specific seat, and you better be in it and mom fixed the plate and passed it down and that was it i remember growing up um chicken dinner the chicken would be bought in pieces and dad would get a breast and one of the older kids would get a breast and i was like a wing guy you know growing up you got a wing and then when you got a leg you're a little bit older and then a thigh and then
0: you know how many chickens would you need for
1: <laughs> uh, I guess it was a couple chickens but uh yeah depending on where you were in the line uh that's where you started with a wing <laughs> uh,
0: Is that but is that that's dark meat right
1: the wing it's, that's white meat it is white yeah wing and the breast and the thigh and the leg and the dark say,
0: yeah the dark meat i always preferred the dark meat to but we
1: didn't need cell phones or anything back then when that whistle blew you know, when the 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock whistle blew at the park or whatever you had at home.
2: Hmm.
1: And if you weren't there, there was a slice of bread out in the kitchen <laughs> on the counter with a glass of water.
2: That's all you had. <laughs> and that was
1: it. Don't don't even bother coming to the table. If you oh. sat down, uh, you, hmm. you weren't going to sit down after Grace. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. That was it.
0: Did you have, uh, growing up, we talked about this in the intro of, um, you know, Selden and I both had kind of a sibling growing up that we got along with the best and then as we got older it changed for me not for selling but did you have somebody growing up that you kind of got along with the best and then did that change when you got older
1: i think growing up in jersey i mean i was real close with mark and uh in the summertime i remember our cousin dave who was our age also uh the three of us would hang out all summer long and build building bicycles and adding extra forks onto a bicycle or changing tires and making a go-kart or whatever. We had a long driveway, and the three of us hung out quite a bit down in Jersey growing up. Um, Then we moved to Troy. Um, Mark and I got a little bit older, and Richard and James got to be, you know, a little more athletic, a little more into things. I remember playing... I was a permanent quarterback out in the yard, you know, and James and Richard would they'd, uh they yeah they'd go out, we'd make a play, you know, me and Rich make a play, and James defend it, or me and James make a play, and rich defend it, but I was always the quarterback, I didn't mm. want to move around too much
2: who would
0: who would win most of those battles
1: uh, gosh, I don't know,
0: uncle richard older
1: i don't know, depending on how I was yeah. I Did could you? I could be the one deciding whether to throw it a bad a pass or Wait, so.
0: <laughs> so when we would play in the yard growing up, you know, dad would always try to make it you know a close game. Not that he had to, right? One team's better than the other, but he would try to throw passes that were bad, right. or you know, try to right. give the other team yeah. a chance. Right? Would right. you do the same type of thing, or was yeah. it pretty even? No,
1: I think it was. I think they were pretty even. Yeah. They were they, those two were pretty even, and now a little bit older uh and Dennis moving up to Troy I reconnected with Dennis a little bit and uh like I was saying over the last couple of years uh taking Kathy shopping and hanging out with her a little bit and I got to know Kathy a lot more so uh
2: yeah
3: yeah so you guys um you know started out started out down in New Jersey and then moved up uh to Pennsylvania um what do you remember about living in New Jersey
1: uh just a big house yeah the big house had five staircases five full staircases in it Mm -hmm. I don't know how many doors
0: five staircases they said something about that house it was somebody's house right it
1: was an author that lived there before Mm. we did we only lived there for ten years when I got thinking about it Mm. Uh, like 64 to 74 I was three when we moved in there and I was told the story that when it was time for bed the first night um, they told me to go on up and brush my teeth or whatever you're ready for bed and i was crying i didn't know where how to get there <laughs> i didn't know how to get there
0: uh, so you you guys moved up here when you were 13 you said yeah 13. so when you moved in to the house you were only you're three, three.
1: yeah i was three when we moved into yeah. i don't really i don't remember the other house at all before uh lake avenue but I just remember big house. Uh, it was we would just play hide and seek in the porch. We would roll tires down the driveway, racing them. It was. I mean, these are things. Build you know bicycles. We'd go round and round. Um, my dad bought a pool one time. When we tore the garage down, there was a nice concrete pad. So he found a pool. I think it was free. I remember going to look look at it when the people were wanting to get rid of it we went in the backyard i looked over into the pool i could barely see over into the pool and it was like the water was black it was about <laughs> a two foot high
0: now how would they was it like newspaper back then they would list you no know, for free Gosh, I, mean, you I didn't don't have know. facebook obviously no, or no facebook marketplace
1: back then word of mouth or what it was somebody knew somebody that uh, knew right. somebody but i don't know i remember they they pumped it out tore it down we got it to our house, and Dad spread out the liner in the side yard, and oh my gosh, buckets of comet and water and scrub brushes, and all us kids took turn cleaning this liner because mm-hmm. it was a filthy mess. Yeah.
0: But right. yeah, we I mean, obviously yeah. we have a pool at the house, and every year you open it, you got to take that uh, topper off and clean mm-hmm. that thing and scrub it, and never never a fun job. Yeah. Of that so.
3: yeah, um. So you know, obviously you were you were pretty young when you moved up to Pennsylvania. Um, did you have any any thoughts about that, or was it just you know we got we're moving and that's what my parents say we're doing? So,
1: uh, I I do remember this. I was in eighth grade and uh, I remember my teacher telling me. You know, here's a chance for you to start over. She mm-hmm. must have known how. <laughs> what a wayward son i was what a problem child maybe i don't know mm. uh yeah i wasn't the best of kids so she's like you know what you can start over mm. and uh i didn't want to move yeah. you know who likes change nobody right. especially 200 miles away right you know especially when you're a kid yeah it was two big u-hauls another car pulling a camper uh <laughs> i i was in the truck with my dad and our dog
0: did you have the Volkswagen bus at that time? or?
1: No, no, we had...
0: Was that earlier or later on when you got That there? was later.
1: We had a Volkswagen bus. We had a couple of them. Okay. I forget the car that came up with pulling up the... I know Timmy drove something. We had a little blue Volvo, too. Had an older Volvo. Yeah, a couple cars, a couple trucks, U-Hauls, and away way we went.
3: Um. So you know, high school, high school football you played at Troy. Um you were number 51, you were and then my dad was and then Calvin's dad was. So you know, you you started the chain to say of wearing number 51. Um did you choose that for a specific reason or was it just this no, is that the number was, there is? No, that was
1: <clears throat> the center before me. I played center on the line. Uh he was 51. Yeah. And it was just kind of like it was tradition.
0: Right. It's like now with
1: and I don't know what the numbers are now. But well, the
0: quarterback for Troy, it seems, every year was 12. Right. right.
1: Yeah. So. Right. And in, in my senior year, our quarterback was 12. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, um, the center was 50-something. The guards were 60-something. Tackles were 70-something. You know what I mean? It, those right, were right. the numbers. And, right. Uh, but it was just tradition, I believe. 51 was the they center.
0: Didn't, they didn't give you an option or, you know, pick out your jersey number. They it said, was just
1: here you go. <laughs> I Here's think they did 51. say what no, what number you want. Hey, okay, fifty-one. That's a starting. That's the starting center's number. Mm, right. I think I had fifty-two when I was mm. like not starting.
0: What like did you prior. play as a freshman, or did you? Do you remember what year you started playing?
1: Uh, I started playing, I believe in tenth grade. I I didn't. Uh, mm. I I must have played a game or two at JV, but I I didn't play like junior high football and right. like. JV football. I didn't go out in ninth grade. I think it was tenth grade that finally went out.
0: Heard. so so you so you even at a as a sophomore you didn't play, or you started on varsity then as a sophomore. No, or?
1: no, I played JV. JV. They dressed a few of us for the varsity game at the end of the season. A couple of sophomores okay. got to dress.
2: Yeah.
3: So you got a good story from playing football, or. Memory that well,
1: I do share? remember we're undefeated in the NTL. If that makes any difference, now it's 45 years ago. Um, we won the NTL my senior year, which was a big deal. In um, our final game against Canton, the old shoe game, uh, come down to the last, the last drive, we were able to score a touchdown, and they were ahead 14-13. And instead of kicking the extra point, making the score even and going into overtime, possibly, or I don't even know if we would have had to play some sort of
0: mm-hmm.
1: something, our coach decided to call a two-point conversion play. And uh,
0: Do you remember the play? Do you remember what it was?
1: I remember the 23 kicks in a row that we had prior to that. We never missed an extra point. I was a center. Uh, Kevin Crane held the ball, and Brad Lyon kicked the ball. And we were 23-0 and 0 at extra points. So you wanted to kick it. Well, we knew we could. Right. We hadn't tried too many two-point conversions for a win. Right. But uh, 5,000 people around that field in Canton, they were 8-10 deep all around, and even in the end zone. They was, were right up to the back of the end was zone. Was that, that game were.
0: televised? I heard that that could have been. I don't no, know. I don't believe so. No. No, but
1: every – I mean, it was a big deal. We were both 4-0. and in the NTL, the Canton was eight and one. We were seven and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful day out, seventy-something degrees on November second. I mean, it was just it was perfect football. Mm-hmm. Um, but we snapped the ball, and the quarterback rolled around to the right, and the tight end went to the back of the end zone on a pass play, and I believe the quarterback just like tucked it under, like he was going to run it, which pulled the defense off that receiver mm-hmm. and he just tossed it up in the air and uh, dave pepper went up and mm-hmm. caught the ball we went nuts it was like a minute and a half left now we had to defend right so uh yeah Candy got the ball and did we you play to defense him. too or just you yeah. did yeah we played a, either a five we played a five two or five three and i played nose tackle and it was either straight up or offset and it was it was always a five man line though. Yeah.
0: So you said at the beginning of the year you were a hundred and seventy pounds, but then for that game you were
1: No, that game I, I stayed one seventy something throughout the football season. Oh you did? Yeah. I ate like it wasn't tomorrow wasn't coming. And uh <laughs> but worked it off. You know, and then after the football season was over I kept eating like tomorrow wasn't coming, and I was yeah I gained thirty pounds my senior year hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh i we were asking different family members different questions or whatever, trying to get some info and uh, Uncle Richard had mentioned asking you about time that you spent out in Colorado, which I had never heard about hmm. um, so can you just tell us a little bit about? uh the time you spent out there and what you Yeah, what year I, had,
1: uh, <clears throat> I had a couple of friends that went out to uh telluride Colorado they went out to ski and I wanted to go out there with them they drove out and I of course had no way to get out there and uh I had a friend buy me a bus ticket for Christmas mm-hmm. in 1979 mm-hmm. 1979 80 1980 Christmas 1980 I got a bus ticket. So after Christmas I, it was sometime in January I got a ride down to Williamsport and got on a Greyhound bus, Trailways whatever. 60 hours later I was out in. Oh, that's brutal. That was brutal. (laughs) 60 hours. 60 hours I know. 60, 64 hours. Did they
0: any stops or? Oh yeah,
1: they stopped every every little stinking town on the way from between here and uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. Uh. And then my buddy picked me up from there. <clears throat> I made one mistake, though, when I was down in Williamsport because the bus was leaving at, like, 6 in the morning. So I was down there at 5.30. So it was a you know, 4.30, leave at Troy, get down to the bus station. And I said, is this the bus going to Chicago? Because I knew that's where it was, like, one of the, first, one of the stops would have been Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, yep, and he tagged my bag, Chicago. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Grand Junction... They unloaded the bus and i had no no bag no bag
3: <laughs> sitting in chicago
1: <laughs> bag was sitting in chicago so uh yeah we had to wait a few days so i was yeah well, they, uh, you borrowing did, people's you did clothes end, and
0: you did end up getting right the bag eventually i did
1: get the bag it was probably a week later but i only spent uh i think about a month out there
2: mm-hmm.
1: about a month we lived in like the two guys my friends that went out ahead of me they got an apartment, they got jobs, so I kind of looked for jobs and they were out there to ski and there there really wasn't any snow yet and it was the town was just starting to get going. there wasn't a lot of snow, so there wasn't a lot of people coming in and then not a lot was going. I remember even having a job out there painting outside
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> outside. One of my friends had a job with a contractor or something, and I helped out day there too but I finally ended up getting a job in a restaurant uh washing dishes the Floridora saloon mm. paid good. I have no idea <laughs> six cents an hour. <laughs> I have no idea, but uh that had it. yeah, I was out there for the Super Bowl. It was the Redskins and the uh Oakland Raiders mm. were playing in the Super Bowl that year. I don't know why I remember that, but who won? I hope the Redskins oh, oh did, but I don't remember.
0: <laughs> he's hoping he's just gonna tell himself that they did. He calls himself a Redskins fan, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I believe we won, we won that one.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna. Yeah, I thought Raiders only Super Bowl was with Gruden there, but I don't know if I couldn't tell. I guess you that. they won, yeah, with Madden, John Madden. Hmm. So, but I think that was the seventies. I don't know. I'd have to look, but um, you've had a few different jobs in your life what do you think was your favorite job and then if you if you had to do it all over again would you switch or would you stay out in Colorado (laughs) or would you you know obviously you're a corrections officer for a long time would you would you have done that again or yeah
1: I had a lot of odd jobs early on Um, I worked local for Harlan Martin putting in bulk tanks and milking equipment. I did that for a while. Uh, I wanted to drive truck, so uh, I went to truck driving school back in 83. I went to truck driving school down in Harrisburg. It was an eight-week course, Monday to Friday, home on the weekend. Got my license, got out of there, and just started driving over the road. And those were probably the best years of Employment I think I Mm. got to see the country Mm. you're kind of like your own boss call the office in the morning Tell them uh, where you're at and you know I'll be driving to here today if you you know, they they'd be working on loads for you and uh, So that was That was probably my funnest job being over the road truck. driver. How old were you when you did that? Um, 1983 so 22 when I got out of that school
0: and how long did you do that for? Till
1: 87.
0: 26? 87. Yeah, I
1: did that for did that for five years driving over the road. Hit all 48 states except uh, I think South Dakota and Kansas. I think mm-hmm. were the only two states mm-hmm. I didn't go through in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. Um, we hauled a lot of just hauled flatbed, hauled cheese balls out of texas all the tires out of oklahoma hauled anything anything yep Mm -hmm. yep a lot of steel back to elmira and then uh 87 to 96 i was out in griffith oil driving a gas truck and after that i was uh driving a city bus up in elmira for about a year and a half and took the test for the guards and uh got in in 98
3: I mean, what what made you want to do that? Just
1: being a guard? Yeah. Well, finding out everything else didn't pay enough and there was no retirement. <laughs> yeah, right. Back in, uh, back in the mid-'80s, my father-in-law said to me, take the test, it's five bucks, hmm. you don't have to take the job. And I'm like, there ain't no way I'm working in a prison, no way. Yeah.
0: Was there a reason why you didn't want to, or just...
2: Uh,
1: I just afraid. I guess just never saw myself like walking into a prison to work. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I was liking what I was doing. I loved driving truck, and you know, I was happy where I was mm-hmm. making money. Had a four hundred one k, and insurance, but no retirement really. Mm. You know, All right. And uh, New York State. That came with retirement came with good benefits good money um you know time off was good i liked everything about the job but the job (laughs) you know it's sad walking in there it's sad seeing those people come back time and time again to the same you know six by nine regimented you know it's it's you'd be off for a week or so you come back and that same that person's being that same cell and you think man he has been here 24 7 for.
0: Did you, I mean, you see these people every day. Did you have any kind of relationship with any of them? Sure, sure. You get to know these.
1: Sure. And if you stood there and talked, they'd talk with you. You know, yeah. They'd talk to you, tell you their story.
3: So, how long did you do that for?
1: Uh, I did it till I was 62, which in New York State, when you work for the state like that, uh, when you hit 62, all your credit time is goes toward retirement. Mm-hmm. If you're not 62, you got to do the 25 years. So I did 24 years and 9 months. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting 50% of retirement, I'm getting like 49.86 or <laughs> eight something, something like that. It was very minimal. It wasn't worth right working there. Right. But I was at Southport for most of that time, 20-some years, and then uh, the Southport closed, and I went to Almira. And uh, I don't know. No one likes Elmira. (laughs) It was uh, quite an eye-opener when I got over there. So I did a year there, and I said, well, I'm out. 62, I'm going to get out.
2: So I did.
0: Uh, That's one thing Elmira is known for is the prison. Mm -hmm. And that's where you were, at the prison there? Right, for the last year of uh,
1: my career. The last year I'd spent in Elmira, yeah.
3: So, you know, obviously you're retired now, so what uh, what would you say are some of your hobbies that you're into now that you got, you know, some time on your hands?
1: Well, we moved to a new house in uh, September 2022, and, of course, I retired about six months after that, but I, we worked on the house. We'd made it our own pretty much, changing the doors, windows, painting, every everything, Dad trim.
0: Said, Dad said you changed every door in the house.
1: Every door in the house got changed. Yes, Calvin. (laughs) Every door, molding, everything got painted, yeah. But uh, some flooring got changed, rugs got changed. So I just got done putting the last couple pieces of uh, molding up, I'd say in October maybe. Is it done? Everything is done upstairs downstairs we weren't going to touch it we had a partially finished basement (coughs) and we had a little bit of water this past summer Mm -hmm. and uh after stanley steamer came in ripped all the carpet up took some sheetrock down and to dry the place out why now i have that to do so i haven't gotten down to that but yeah we're enjoying the upstairs and it's all done
3: i mean did you like doing all that or were you like let's just get this done so we can enjoy it or was it
1: i love doing it yeah But I got tired of doing it. Right. You know, she'd come home. What'd you do today? Not a lot.
0: (laughs) I mean, does anybody like living in a house that they're renovating, remodeling, whatever?
1: And I told her the other day, I said, you know, I look at, I I really can't appreciate this house yet. And I don't know why. Because every time I look at a corner or molding, I see it in the state that it was in before it was finished. Mm -hmm. You know, and I... And I haven't, I haven't been able to appreciate it yet for some reason, mm-hmm. but I do have to, I got to sit back and just kind of try to enjoy what I've done because <laughs> I've done a lot,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but
1: yeah, I enjoy doing everything that we, that we've done to it. And uh, Karen has had vision and, uh, she's a inspiration and I say, I'm the perspiration. So we got it done
3: yeah so you you didn't mention uh riding motorcycle you know obviously obviously you like doing that
1: i love doing that uh it's there's no other feeling there isn't there isn't another feeling like it when you're out on that motorcycle whether you're with some friends family or by yourself it's just a you just feel free yeah and uh i didn't have a lot of time this year because i was working on the house but Mm -hmm. uh yeah love riding motorcycle Mm -hmm. I like playing cards a little bit. I go to hit the poker room once in a while. Mm. Um, you any good? I don't know. got some chips.
3: <laughs> Ring of Faisal.
1: Uh, yeah, I like Texas Hold'em. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so,
3: you know, talking about motorcycles, you know, you, you got into an accident with uh, Aunt Jean. You know, I guess when you were younger, which I didn't know, you said eighteen or so. Yeah, I think we both um, kind of thought. that yeah, you were... I thought it was. I thought you were older than that, but I guess mm. I didn't really know.
1: Nope. We. What was the last day of school when you're a senior? Sometime early June. June. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day after the last day of school, I started working at Pentroy Troy, machine shop. I didn't even go on my class trip, senior class trip. I started working. You know, you want to be like your dad, you know, so I I got a job down there. I started the day after school was out, and they put me on a 2.30 to 10.30 shift, which for a guy right out of school, that's not too good.
0: Did you work? Was your dad there at the same time, or was he retired? Or? He
1: he was working there. He was on a day shift, um, maybe 8 to 4 or 7 to 3, so our shifts kind of overlapped a little bit. I would see him when I went in. Right in the afternoon and uh, they they put me on some good machines um, and I I screwed up be honest with you be, make it simple I, I messed up I mean if you can picture a spool that holds thread these things were like three foot long and maybe two feet wide and made out of steel and wait. you can't pick them up only with cranes and stuff and they mm-hmm had to be made into a certain tolerance you know they had to be cut to size cut to different sizes and stuff and i i think i just put mine on the machine and i remember the day after i had a couple of them done um my dad said to me uh those are no good anymore i'm like what are you talking about you <laughs> took too much steel off of the top of them and they had a like put welding back on around the top and then re remill mill them or something i don't know so i'm like i said to my dad yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna quit and i hey, i'm sure he was glad because <laughs> <laughs> he probably probably took the brunt of that you know so yeah i i was there maybe a month mm-hmm. june to july waiting for a job the summers you know just graduated high school. It was summertime. You know, you want to see friends. So Gene right. and I take the motorcycle. We go see some friends up in Mosierville. And uh, we were there too long. Mm-hmm. Stayed too long, in a hurry, coming back, trying to get the motorcycle back to my dad, pick him up from work because that was his ride home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we end up running off the road. And uh, she says, she was at the top of the hill i was halfway down the hill and the bike was all the way down the hill and when i realized what had happened i kind of turned around to see where she was and she was standing there brushing her brushing her pants off like she had a little dust on them and i was like and she's walking down to me i said you okay and she's like yeah my thumb hurts a little bit and uh i was i never did stand i just sat on the ground but uh, i looked down on my leg and my knee was kind of like facing the sky and my boot was laying on the inside of the the insole oh, not
2: that, ideal not <laughs> ideal
1: and i said wow that don't even look like it's attached and Did i pulled you feel my leg pain or was it just a no pain still? at all i pulled my leg a little i moved my leg a little bit and the boot dragged a little bit mm. and i said i had no control of that boot right there so I said to Jean, without trying to scare her, I said, because uh, I saw a house down in the, down a little ways. I saw a house. And I said, hey, run down the house. And I think I broke my leg. I'm not sure. And to have them call an ambulance or something. So she ran off. And when she came back, she came back with the lady from the house who was actually a nurse. Mm-hmm. And in my head, my foot was off my leg. So I took my belt off and wrapped it around my thigh. And kind of tourniquet, you know, because I thought I'm going to bleed to death. My pants are starting to get red and everything. Mm. So the nurse, she didn't even look. She's just like, let me hold that belt for you. (laughs) So, Mm. yep. Hamlets came, took me to Troy, got me in the emergency room, Uh, started an IV, and they were like, take this kid to Robert Packer. We don't even want to. If I would stayed there, they said they probably would have just took it off. It would have been the easiest thing to do.
0: You said you went to Troy?
1: Yeah, Troy Hospital. So
0: they were as useless then as they still are now? <laughs> oh,
1: I guess. And they were in a different spot. They were downtown. Yeah. But I remember the, they put me back on the uh, stretcher, and out the hallway we went to get back into the ambulance, and there was a state trooper there. He said, hold on a second. He had a ticket for me. Too fast for conditions. <laughs> Here's your fine.
0: A little insult injury. Here, here's Hold your, up a minute. Let here's your
1: fine. I think it was $35 or something. Oh, I couldn't wow. even pay that.
0: You said, do you huh. see my leg here, buddy?
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Oh, talk about timing. So,
1: and I think at the time that might have been our only mode of transportation. I remember we were <clears throat> without a car for a while up here. Um, priest would come get us to take us to a church in Canton. And yeah, my dad had the motorcycle. Kathy and Steve also had were up here living. They had a vehicle, so every day, some that Kathy's international scout made it over to there. I was over there in the hospital for a month. I was in a cast for eleven months, mm. so it was a, it was a long year.
3: You know, most people might yeah. not even get on a bike after that.
1: Um,
0: so do you think about that every time you get on the bike, or
1: <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, a year in a day later i wanted to go down coryland road a year later to the date mm-hmm. but i went down a year and a day later when on a motorcycle my dad had taken the motorcycle that we were driving and uh, loaded it in the back of a pickup and took it down to canton forget the name of the shop but traded it in on an even bigger bike so he had a suzuki 750 we wrecked and he traded it in on a suzuki 1000 mm. And I asked him if I could take it for a ride. and uh,
3: He's like, are you crazy? <laughs>
1: this must be what he was thinking. But I took it for a ride, and I came down Quarryland Road a lot slower. Hmm. And uh, actually, a summer or two ago, Dan and I were out there, and I wanted to show him where I wrecked. Hmm. And now there's a house there.
0: And there's a yeah, fence.
3: White and a fence right? and everything. Yeah, my dad and showed me that, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dan was looking at the... He's looking up the road, looking down the road. He goes, I don't even know how you, how did you go off the road here? <laughs> I said, well, there's no signs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it is so, a sharp corner there. Right. It is. A, kind yeah. of a hill and then. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And before that, it was nothing. It was just uh, weeds and tumble. Right. Gene, Gene got plucked off there. There was a pond. Yeah. Right? Pond down at the bottom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gene was lifted off of there for sure. But I think back. I mean, I that that could have been the end of me. Uh, hmm. I was in a few accidents that I maybe shouldn't have come away from. Hmm. You know, not my time.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, I know, I know that Aunt Jean won't ever let Uncle Larry get a bike. <sighs> we, I, I'm always he's always saying he wants one, and I'm like, well, just just go get one. He's like, no, Aunt Jean won't let me. She she won't yeah. let me get on one. So Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I'm. I mean. You know, my leg's pretty messed up. But yeah. uh I could do you know, everything I gotta do now. Right. Um and when I ride I'm really, really cautious, careful.
0: Right. Yeah, things can change right. quick. Yeah. Especially on a bike. Yeah. yeah. You hit a squirrel or it a Seldon's over here talking right. like this, he doesn't even wear a helmet when he rides. Yeah. It's legal. <laughs>
1: it's, it's illegal. illegal. <laughs>
0: it's legal. It's illegal. So uh we had uh, we had obviously we had that Rogers group chat on Facebook, and I figured I'd put put the podcast out there, and then just let other family members, if they wanted to ask a question to you, um, they could put it in the comments. And so we had a few, uh, couple people ask questions, and then I uh, figured may as well ask them while you're on here. So uh, Vendela asked, it's uh, my sister. For anybody listening that doesn't know uh one is what is one memory you have uh, of making a mistake while growing up, and how did uh pop pop you know, your dad respond to it
1: hmm. interesting <clears throat> i I made a lot of mistakes growing up I mean you know fifth or sixth grade, me and my brother walking home from school Catholic school by the way uh we thought we'd start a fire in a graveyard, just happened to catch a few little bit and next thing you know bushes burning and next thing you know we hear the fire whistles going and we're swinging with our book bags to (laughs) no end trying to put out the fire we couldn't put it out fire trucks are coming and police are there and i remember sitting back at a cruiser and we could see other siblings of ours walking through the cemetery because that was kind of like a way the way home and uh we're hiding in the back seat of the cop car and I rem- I I never. I don't ever remember anything coming of it, you know. I don't remember getting disciplined for. Uh, he probably didn't know what to do. My dad probably didn't know what to do. He, I got arsonists on my hand. What am I going to do with these kids? He, he had to think. Eventually, they're just going to end up in reform school or just in jail or something, you know. But I was always I. I, I was a bad kid. I was a bad kid. But I think, you know, they, they he disciplined. He took us out to the woodshed when we needed it, and I don't, you know, I think everything I got I deserved. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we moved up to Troy, things were a little different. He was a little, I don't know, he might have been just tired of Mm (laughs) discipline. I don't know if the younger kids really got, you know, spankings and stuff like we got, and I'm sure that my older siblings got worse than I did, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But, uh yeah, I think
0: that's one thing that'll be interesting to hear is, like we were talking about before we started here, um, just the viewpoint and the perspective of your parents, you know, the younger ones obviously knowing them when they're older, and then your older siblings knowing them when they were younger, and the type of parent that they were, or how they would discipline, or how they would act, or whatever. I think that'll be kind of neat to, right, to yeah. see, uh, yeah, their viewpoint of it. Yeah.
3: Like I was saying, like when. My sisters, Rachel and Megan, and me, you know, we were growing up. It, was, it seemed like a lot more strict than Robert Masson are now. It seems like Robert Masson's like, you know, go mm-hmm. ahead, do whatever you want. You know, we're, we're done with it. So, All right. Um, my other sister, Carly, she um, also was someone who had put a couple questions up on Facebook. So, um, one of her questions was, what's one piece of advice or characteristic from your parents that you have held on to and hope to pass on to the next generation?
1: man well, like i say my dad was detail oriented and i you know when i when i research something and i i see it in dan too uh when he's looking at buying something or getting into something he he researches he's pros and cons and you know making a list of what's good what's bad um i i'm sure that i got that from my dad just quiet steady do the best you can you know and set a good example because that's what the kids are watching they're just yeah. watching you you yeah. know my mom wasn't my mom was outgoing christian lady talk to anybody smiling singing you know just a just a beautiful spirit you know and uh i think i got a little bit of that some might disagree but i think i got a little bit of that where i can talk to people and yeah. make friends easier than
2: yeah
0: yeah uh carly also uh asked uh, if you could give a word of advice to us young couples or parents in the rat race of raising kids uh and growing a marriage what would your wisdom be
1: well i've i've said this before to different people i don't know if you two guys have heard it or not but uh three things make as much money as you can And be financially smart and fiscally responsible with your money. You can help people and you can help yourself. The next thing is take care of your family. And that involves keeping a roof over their head, loving them, teaching them, showing them right from wrong. Um, And the last thing is keep your sanity. Sanity find something that you like to do and just do it every once in a while to mm. keep your sanity mm. might sound a little some people say that sounds well it's a little selfish or conceited or whatever but hey I don't know I'm happy <laughs> it's, all, kid, that, it's all that matters really right
0: Uh, like last question uh, that we that we had there was um, Carly asked is there a certain smell uh, sound, food, item that makes you think of either of your parents?
1: Um, I don't think anything in particular as far as uh, the senses go. Uh, I do think about my parents a lot. Um, I was 25 when my dad passed away. So whatever you can learn by the time you're 25 and you guys are right about there.
0: I'll be 25 and. A week and a half here you know what i mean
1: yeah it's uh i think i learned a ton i watched him a ton mm. and it wasn't like a sit down here's what to do it was he did his thing and you watched mm. and you learned mm. you know and some people say well, where'd you learn how to do that no i watched my dad mm. watch my dad um but there is uh at his funeral service there was uh we sang amazing grace and uh, when I hear that song, I can get a little emotional. And at my mom's uh, funeral service, uh, brother Mark sang the song, um, I Can Only Imagine. Hmm. I think that's the song. I Can Only Imagine. That's the song he sang. And when I hear those two songs, uh, yeah, I get a little emotional like it was yesterday. Right. which is weird but nothing in particular that
2: you know all right yeah
1: thank you carly
2: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah hopefully we can get uh some more questions on there for you know the next people that we have on um so did carly also ask this one yeah, yeah. so this one is what is one thing you're proud of or admire about your wife and each of your children
1: hmm one thing I'd have to say the one thing that makes me most proudest is uh, the way Karen, Dan, and Emily um, attract people and they all do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Karen being a teacher's aide, you know, the hugs that she'll get from kids years after she sees them go through kindergarten or first grade, wherever she's at. and she's been in the system so long now she sees the kids that she had go through school they're having kids that mm. are coming through school and she'll see somebody out once in a while and, and they, they'll they look at her and maybe be a little shy and she'll say hi how you doing and they'll give her you know hugs and it's just it's good mm. Dan being a fireman you love to see a fireman coming when you're in trouble right um the friends that he has, he they have good friends, they have solid friends, they and Emily's working in the healthcare, you know. And who doesn't want to see a nurse when you're hurting? Right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. People who so. help people, essentially. Right? People who yeah. help
1: people and people that uh, yeah. Yeah. Karen did a great job raising those two kids. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you're our first guest that we've had on here. Um, so, is there, you know, one of your siblings, or you know, someone else you might you might want to have on next, or might want to hear from on this podcast?
2: Oh,
1: I think anybody would be interesting to listen to. Yeah. Um. Robert comes to mind, hmm. and over the last couple of years, taking Kathy uh, grocery shopping, we would spend time. Um. We'd have lunch together, and once a month, I'd come down. We'd go shopping, and then we'd have lunch that day. And just she'd talk about old times and a lot of stories that I never knew.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the older siblings or aunts, uncles that I didn't know. She was, you know, very vivid uh, memory of her growing up, and it was nice to hear. So I don't think it's going to matter who you get you know, there's a wide range of ages. Right? Yeah. You're going to hear different stories, but me being in the middle, it's kind of nice. Like, cause I can kind of see right. the older ones and appreciate the younger ones too.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that, uh, just about wraps it up then. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. worth your time. Yeah. yeah.
1: I enjoyed myself. I'm, you know i'm excited for you guys and you know getting this role and i appreciate it
3: yeah hopefully everyone else enjoys it too you know hopefully like you said it entices more people to come on because we want we want to hear all these stories you know that you guys have to share and you know me personally i i was i was talking about this last night with calvin and my dad you know i didn't really know either of your parents very much so you know i'm i'm looking forward to learning about them you know Right. More than I've heard just from my dad and whoever else you know so i'm I'm excited to hear the stories about about them and you know learn a bit a little bit more about them so
0: yeah. one thing um I remember about your mom uh, she would come up from Jersey and stay with us once once in a while right and i I mean did she die in o four or o five do you remember? 05. Oh 05. So I was probably four or five or six, somewhere in there. Mm. And I remember putting uh, a DVD into the DVD player and uh, it wouldn't go in right or whatever. And I said, shucks. Well, she was sitting on the couch <laughs> behind me and she thought she had heard me say the S word. Mm. And I was like, no, no, no. You know, I, I said, shucks. I <laughs> well, it didn't matter mom came out with uh, the soap mm. <laughs> right
2: <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap a,
0: here i am thinking you know i didn't even say anything right but mm. so i mean i i don't really remember a whole lot um other than her coming up uh and then she would always eat oatmeal and Love uh, your oatmeal yeah and then take her uh vitamins and she would one scoop of oatmeal and then she'd take a vitamin and then she'd take another scoop of oatmeal, and she'd say, you know, i got to put a bed down for, for the vitamin, and then i got to cover it up with a blanket. So, and she'd bring, you know, just different stuff, presents and stuff. But, I mean, I don't even know how I remember this. I don't remember hardly anything from when I was that young, but mm. I still remember some of those. That's you know, cool. Some good memories. So, yeah.
1: yeah, She loved to crochet. She made a lot of stuff for kids. Uh, we
0: even have blankets still. Yeah. yeah. Well uh i guess uh we'll try to get another one of these next tuesday or depending on who we have on yeah so get it get on yeah get it released next wednesday so all right thanks again for coming on we want to see a picture of you wearing that hopefully we can get a picture of you wearing that uh, shirt that's right we can post that in the group chat so
1: i didn't even know about the shirt when he asked me to come on
0: Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that was kind of rushed last minute, but yeah. we were able to. Uh, the girl there at the mall, she was able to print those up in like a day. Yeah, so we were
2: no,
1: I love what up. you guys are doing here. That's. Um, yeah. I hope everybody
0: participates. Yeah, so. yeah, we hope so too. Yeah. In a way, it'd be fun to hear. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya.